Greetings, my brothers and sisters, in the name of Jesus Christ, and peace to you. My name is Rick Robers, and welcome to our St. John Daily Bible Reading Series podcast. Today we cover Paul's letter to the Corinthians, the first letter, chapter 6. For the sake of time, we will look at the first section of this letter. This letter is best studied by dividing it into two parts. We have verses 1 through 11, covering the contentions Christians have between themselves, And we have verses 12 through 20, covering Paul's call to those in Corinth to glorify God in their bodies. This first first section of chapter 6 brings in some practical application to Paul's instructions in chapter 1 of the same letter to the Corinthians. Recall in chapter 1 that he appeals that there be no division among them, that they be perfectly united in mind and thought. His basic message here is that Christ is not divided. In the greater topics of religion, we should not be divided either. And that agreement, this is the important thing, that agreement on the more important things involving Christ should extinguish the division or lessen the impact of the division of the smaller matters. In modern day terms, if we can all agree that Jesus died for our sins, what difference does it make if our pew cushions are light blue or dark green? Now, Paul's not naive. He understands that in our fallen nature, there will be division. And in the first section of chapter 6, Paul expresses frustration with the way Christians are handling their conflict. Rather than taking their cases among each other before God in love, the Corinthians are resorting to the civil courts in Rome. And Paul's concern is that they are failing to act as a community of believers. They're no longer taking responsibility for one another. The judges in the secular courts, Paul asserts, are unrighteous. And why go to an unrighteous mediator when you can take it to the Lord's people? He feels so strongly about this that he blatantly writes in his admonishment that he's shaming them. Let's read verses 4 through 6. So, if you have such cases, why do you lay them before those who have no standing in the church? I say this to your shame. Can it be that there is no one among you wise enough to settle a dispute between the brothers? But brother goes to law against brother? And that before unbelievers? To have lawsuits at all with one another is already a defeat for you. This is the word of the Lord. So here Paul is telling them that they admit defeat once they take things outside of the community of believers. The Corinthians were puffed up people, and they were prone to do this. So Paul's shaming them is appropriate. It's necessary. Because he knows once it gets to this point, there are no winners. Now, my earlier example of the division brought about by the color of pew cushions, that's oversimplified. It may even be a disservice. My apologies. Because there are far more serious issues with stakes that are much higher that can bring about division. But Paul says no matter. No matter how high the stakes, nothing rises above the unity of Christian love through Jesus Christ. Paul says, resolve these issues with one another in the Christian community with Christian love. Work towards unity. How do we do this? Matthew 18 gives us a perfect blueprint. Let's read verses 15 through 17. If your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have gained your brother. But if he does not listen, take one or two others along with you, 
that every charge may be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen even to the church, let him be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. Let us pray. Father, guide your brothers and sisters towards unity in your name. We ask that where there is conflict and division, help us remember the one unifying factor, and that is you gave us Jesus Christ, your son, to die for our sins so that we all in one body would be reunited with you. Amen.